0: You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncour.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R dot net. And use the code BONECOURCITYCAST20. Hiking during the rainy season can definitely be a tough sell because let's be real, Nobody likes getting wet when they're outside, but don't put your hiking shoes away for the season just yet, because once you know how to do it, going for a hike in the rain can bring some perks that you're not going to get at any other time of the year. Today on CityCast Portland, our host, Claudia Mezza, is talking with Norther Emily of Wild Solitude Guiding. She has some picks for where you might want to visit now that the rain is falling, and maybe even how you can stay dry while you do it. It's Thursday, November 2nd. I'm lead producer, Jadna Tariani, and this is what Portland's talking about.
1: So why even hike in the rain? Let's just talk about this. Like, what's the elevator pitch here? In a sentence or two, like, why should people fight the weather to get a hike in?
2: Because we live in the Pacific Northwest, and if you don't hike in the rain, you'll never make it outside.
1: That is a really valid point. Continue.
2: You have to keep keep moving in the winter, especially if you're like concerned about, you know, the seasonal depression creeping in and all that kind of thing. Like you just have to keep moving. It just is what it is. It's going to rain for the next six months. So get tough.
1: Six months. That's like you you added like two more months to that. (laughs) That's so mean. I don't make the rules, Claudia. I just don't. Well, before we get into some ideas for where to go, you know, we've had you on before to talk about getting out in nature because of seasonal depression, and you set a big hurdle to enjoying the outdoors all year long was simply dressing for the occasion. Like, you basically were like, hey, remember the last time you had a terrible time outdoors? What were you wearing? It was probably that. So, like, what types of gear do you recommend for hiking outside in the rain?
2: So... I want to be really clear before I answer this question that you should not go to like REI and spend $500 for your winter setup. Like start by looking at what you have because if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you probably already have some rain appropriate clothing. You probably at least have a decent jacket. A rain shell that is not old and leaking water is a super important item. That's the baseline. We can't go anywhere without that. Trail running shoes are the only kind of hiking shoes that you really need, uh, unless you're doing snow or something super technical. So um, rather than trying to have a waterproof shoe, which is, I don't know if that's even really a thing. uh, I like waterproof socks. You can get them really cheap from the online retailer that everybody buys from and nobody likes. Um, You can also get more expensive versions from like an outdoor outfitter of some kind. I think I bought mine for $6. 10 years ago. Oh. So, they're well, really ten years, cheap. so it's probably
1: 60 now. I'm yeah.
2: <laughs> um, it's not a complicated item. You put your regular sock on and then you put the waterproof sock over it and it keeps mm-hmm. the water out of your socks. Your shoes will get wet. Mm.
1: It's fine. Waterproof socks. I've never that's so funny. I'm like, I know. never thought of this.
2: I know. I think this is like this might be a tip that a lot of people are missing out on. If it's raining a lot, you are going to need like a waterproof pant. Um, you can just get one Kind of like pant shell to wear that is like an all purpose thing that you can use in snow, you can use it in rain, et cetera. Another really good option is the giant, these are so dorky, like, but uh, the giant rain poncho that like mm-hmm. goes over everything you're wearing, including your backpack and just kind of hangs and you look like an, a big ogre. It's really fun. Those are an excellent option, especially if you don't maybe have the right pants, um, because Mm -hmm. they don't hang onto your clothes the way like a rain jacket just creates a drip line that goes right onto your jeans or whatever you're wearing. Yeah. I have poor circulation in my hands, so I I have to have gloves. I have to have like a nice glove liner. Those are cheap. Um, You can get them in big packs. You could bring an extra set and keep it in your bag.
1: Can I tell um, you my problem? Can I tell you yes. can you solve my problem? I'm gonna give it to you. I'd love to. <laughs> so my problem is I get hot really easily. Mm. So it's you know, cold and wet, but then like five minutes in, I'm just like, oh I'm so hot, and I'm like wearing all this protective gear. And yeah. it's humid because it's wet and that's the sensory thing I hate. You know what I mean? Cause like oh, I'm just yeah. like, ugh, like what what can I do? Should I just go home? <laughs> Should I go home and cry?
2: <laughs> go home and cry or or okay. instead of going home and crying. So number one, I would say you're probably over layering. Um, this is th- this is advice that I hate to take. Um, but plan to be cold for like the first 10 minutes of your hike,
1: gotcha. So okay.
2: um, more thin layers. like you don't really want to wear cotton because it's very absorbent, but if you could find something that's soft, You know those fuzzy, fake furry jackets that are like just 100% polyester?
0: You know what I'm talking about? Like from the
2: 90s, they're back now. But yeah, Um, I have one of those that is really cheap and poorly made. And so it has a very open weave. Uh Like you can see the light through it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But they also don't absorb water at all. They're plastic. You literally can't get it wet. If there's a light rain, like if I'm running or hiking east of the Cascades and I'm just expecting a tiny bit of rain, I'll just wear that because if it gets wet, I'll just like take it off, shake it really hard and then turn it inside out and keep going. The other option that I would really recommend is like thinking about the pace that you hike at as the way that you dial up or down your body temperature. Mm. So if you're getting really hot right out of the gate, like less layers, but also like start out slow, Mm. you know? Um, It's really easy, especially when we see the trail runners running through, to think that there's some kind of benefit to hiking at a faster pace. But like the pace that you choose in cold weather, in the winter, um, and in the rain should be something that is going to serve you. That's your thermometer. So dial it up and down. Dial your pace up and down, depending on how hot you want to be.
1: Well, Okay, we're all bundled up and waterproof. Um, I'm curious, like what things are we going to see you know like what is good outside this time of year oh
2: yeah one of the best things about hiking in the rain is that you're going to probably sneak up on more cool animals like uh elk you're going to see way more elk if you go hiking in the rain especially out in the coast range um they come down uh into the lower elevations in the winter to forage and stuff and Normally they can hear you coming from a long ways away and they can probably also smell you, but the rain is a big detraction from that. It's also just like kind of nice and meditative, I think, to like put your hood up, walk and kind of, you know, enjoy the sounds of the rain. And uh, yeah, it's not a good time to like hike with a friend and try and have a conversation because your jacket's going to be too loud, you know, but Mm -hmm. like put some headphones on and just vibe and go enjoy nature.
1: That actually does sound nice. Are there any hikes that you would recommend that are like, this is a cool solo hike just to like listen to, you know, I don't know, like I was, I was trying to think of a really cool like ambient album and nothing's coming to my head and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. New Kids on Something. the Block. Like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> I would have, like, a weird <laughs> elementary school flashback if I listened to a New Kids on the Block album while I was hiking. Oh, my God. In the fog. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, I ask because I'm also, like, what's safe? Like, one of my fears of hiking alone with my headphones on is that I'm just, like, you know, what's happening around me?
2: Maybe this is, like, a backwards way to answer this question, but there are some hikes that I feel like are only interesting with headphones in. Um <laughs> And like one of them could be the historic Columbia River Highway, like the Mm. the bike pass thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so close to the I-84 in places that it's really loud. But that's really, that's like one of those hikes that you can get on that trail any time of year, barring that the I-84 is not closed for a storm. I would steer clear of anything that doesn't have a lot of space for passing and also includes like mountain bikes. Like don't put your headphones on and go for a That's vibe on the Lewis River Trail because you need <laughs> there is people with on bikes out there and you need to kind of pay attention. The Salmon River Trail would be a great option for that. There's also a bunch of other trails in that canyon like Salmon Butte and uh the Salmon River Trail to the overlook. Those are all nice quiet mellow hikes where you're not going to run into a ton of people so mm-hmm. you can just put your headphones
1: on and and go for the vibes. That's nice. I heard something about waterfalls. Like what's up with waterfalls uh, during the rainy season? Why is that so special?
2: Well, there's just a ton more water like moving through, right? Um there's two two kinds of waterfalls. There's waterfalls that that are filled by surface water and then there are waterfalls that are spring fed. So if you look at Multnomah Falls like in August, right? It's just like it's a little misty thing. Sometimes it doesn't even hit the ground all the way. All that water moving through is going to make it like really big it's a lot more fun to photograph them and also just to kind of like stand on the edge and feel the wind from the waterfall especially the taller ones are pretty Mm -hmm. impressive we have a ton of really cool waterfalls in the coast range that nobody ever sees and uh, if you want to do some like serious bushwhacking you can see some really cool waterfalls that are only impressive to look at like a few months out of the year
1: do you hike with a machete
2: no okay okay no. What does
1: bushwhacking mean?
2: But I mean, bushwhacking is just like you know, g- going straight through the brush or whatever.
1: These are sincere questions I have. North, I, love I it. just want you to know. Um, if, other, if you're wondering, other people are wondering too. I, well, you, every time I heard bushwhacking, I always thought it was just like a cha ja, you know, like you know, anyhow.
2: Oh yeah, no, you know.
1: And I was like, oh my god, is that what we have to do now? Oh my <laughs> god. So, what are two good waterfall hikes that you'd recommend um, for us to enjoy in the rain?
2: Oh, man, like any of the waterfall hikes in the gorge would be really excellent this time of year. And you're also going to deal with like less crowds and stuff. So mm-hmm. if, especially if you're a longtime local like me and you feel like you've been pushed out of some of the more popular areas, this is a great time to go to any of the hikes on Waterfall Alley. Um, you know, Multnomah Falls is really nice right now. Um, you could go up the Oneonta Canyon and look at Triple Falls up above Horsetail silver falls is going to be really beautiful this time of year too um there's a ton of great places out in the coast range as well um kilchis falls is uh a spring fed waterfall that that barely holds on in summer but it it gets pretty cool this time of year
1: oh i've never seen that one that's cool
2: yeah it's pretty obscure
1: (laughs) you're like yeah first album pretty tight Um, yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) So what other types of hikes are better in the rain? Uh, I also heard about rivers. Okay, someone said river rambles when we were discussing like hikes in the Mm. rain and stuff. And I don't know what that means.
2: (laughs) So I think when we say river ramble, we're just referring to like a nice gentle hike along a river. Um, The Old Salmon River Trail would be like a great accessible one. Great for kids and anybody else. It's very flat. I think it's like five miles long. But there's other hikes in the area if you like get to the end and you're like, I could use a little more exercise. Another great one would be like the Lewis River Trail. Hmm. There are tons of waterfalls on that trail as well. I haven't done that hike in a super long time. Two birds,
1: one stone. Yes. What about foggy hikes? Because I know that happens Mm. a lot in this weather. Also, like I'm a little confused though, like why foggy hikes would be good because you're just like, cool, I'm in the fog. I can't see anything. Like what's the point of that? (laughs)
2: It's pretty fun to be in a cloud. I, I don't know if I can explain in detail exactly why that's so enjoyable but it like it's really nice to just be like in this little bubble in the trees. Um I just have some lovely memories of like foggy hikes on a wildcat mountain trail. Mm. Fogged in on me one time where I like couldn't see more than 100 feet in front of me and it was like really spooky and magical. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite hikes for that would be um Indian Point off of uh the herman creek trail in the gorge mm. indian point. that's a beautiful hike that you will enjoy even if you get all the way to the top and you can't see anything but the the indian point feature is like this big basalt uh rock feature you'll be able to see that either way so there's definitely a payoff at the end even if you can't see like into the columbia river gorge
1: right is there another hike that looks well in, in the fog
2: Another really good option, it's a little more athletic, would be going up to the old lookout tower on Devil's Peak. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of different trails that go up there. There's a cool creek trail. You can take um, trails out of the, the Salmon River Canyon to get up there. Bunch of different options. Even if you get up there and the views are socked in, which they have been every time I've been there, there's still like a cool historical cabin to look at. And the area is pretty interesting.
1: Cool. Yeah. Last question here. Let's say mm-hmm. we followed all your advice. We got the, you know, waterproof shell or the poncho, and we still somehow managed to get soaked. What should we do? At that point, do we go home and cry?
2: Yeah. So um, don't panic, but okay. um, yeah, don't cry. Important to talk about hypothermia and how that works. Yeah. It does not have to be very cold for you to get hypothermic. It can actually be like quite temperate out, but if you get wet, uh, you can get hypothermia. And as someone who has had hypothermia several times, oh my God. I feel like I need to tell you that people highly underestimate and do not speak enough about the psychological impact mm-hmm. of hypothermia. When I had hypothermia, I was insane, oh my God. not rational, not capable of rational decisions. Luckily, I had a friend with me who was like, instead of doing that dangerous thing you think is a good idea, let's do this much safer, more mm-hmm. logical option. And I had this brief moment of clarity where I was like, oh my God, I am not safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... It's really important to be in tune with your body when you are hiking and paying attention to how you feel and what your experience is. Um, don't wait until your base layer has completely soaked before you're like, oh, gee, I might be kind of cold. Mm-hmm. That being said, like we mentioned at the beginning, your pace is, uh, is the dial by which you choose how much body heat you are creating. So if you get into a situation where you, I don't know, fall into a creek, which has happened to me, or oh my gosh, um, get super wet somewhere, uh, it's time to jog. Okay. Um, <laughs> I uh, I heard a story once about a man who fell into a frozen over lake in Alaska, but the first thing that he did was drop all his stuff off the edge of the lake and immediately start hiking straight up a very steep hill. And by the time he had ascended, uh, like 2,000 feet or whatever, in uh, in a half an hour, there was steam, like, rolling off his body.
1: Okay. Good piece of advice. I just wanted to make sure we got that out there for all these, you know— Weekend warriors going through and being like, "I'm gonna yeah. do this," and then they're getting soaked and they're like, "I'm so cold." <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I like to think that anybody who's lived in the Pacific Northwest for a while, like, has a good amount of experience standing around, whether you're waiting for the bus stop or whatever, like in the in the rain. One would
1: think, North. We there. would hope.
0: We would. <laughs> yeah, hope.
1: One would hope. But- well norther as always it's a pleasure to have you
0: thank you so much
1: for giving us some good tips i hope everyone listening got some ideas because it is very important to just keep active during the rainy and winter season or else you will be really really bummed and we nobody wants that
2: nobody just maintenance gotta do your maintenance
0: That's all for us today here on CityCast Portland. But Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to tell one of your friends about it. Let them know what you've been hearing. I'm lead producer John Natariani. We'll be back tomorrow with a lot more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.